Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode with Dylan and Spencer from the band Full of Hell. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, today on the show, we have my new friend, Allegra. For those of you who don't know Allegra, Allegra is a singer-songwriter from Philly, currently living in Pittsburgh, making music, and we recently sat down and talked about it. Allegra has a album release show coming up this week on November 3rd, I do believe. Let me go onto Facebook and double check this fact. I am prepared. That's good. Let's uh, let's see here. Yes, Allegra record release show with Manic Pixie, Old Game, and Soda Club. Going to be at the Roboto Project, November 3rd, 7 p.m. Check it out. Allegra's pretty cool. And you are going to get to learn all about Allegra right now. I've said Allegra like a thousand times, but that's who was on the show. So, yeah. Wow. I'm rambling. How about I just shut up and we get on with it? Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. Fuck yourself, negative Nancy. There's a lot of people doing a lot of cool stuff. Everyone's willing to talk about themselves. Yeah, there's that too. So Maybe not everyone. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, there are some people that are really, really hard to get on the show. Mm. That's why anytime I like, especially when I like message somebody who I don't really know, such as yourself. Yeah. Just like, hey, I do this thing. Do you want to do it? It's always great when someone's like, yeah. Because totally. sometimes people are like, who the hell are you? Or yeah. sometimes people will just have a thing, even though they're performers and they perform personal pieces in front of people, they still have a hard time yeah. talking to people. Some of the best performers I know have like a really difficult time uh-huh. even just socializing. I mean, just like, I don't know, that blows my mind sometimes when that happens. Do you find that you're someone who has a hard time socializing? No, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> um, no. I, I think, think that I don't know. I don't want to like stereotype anyone, but I think that sometimes that comes from like, I think different people get into art or creating things for different reasons. Yeah. Sometimes people are just introverts Mm -hmm. and they get really good at this craft that they do. And then they decide to start sharing it with the world and people really like it, but then they still have a hard time connecting with people. But then there are also people who just grow up in like a creative background. Exactly. Um, which yeah. one are you from? Do you think, oh. did you come from a creative background? Yes. Upbringing? Yeah. I, I 
was my dad is like super into drums and my his whole side of the family is way musical. They my dad has two sisters and a brother and so when they were growing up they would uh walk around and Christmas carol and okay every single like they each were able to have a part like it just worked out really well for four part harmony. Um yeah. Lots so of music. yeah, you come from a background that sounds one like social and two just sounds like it was creative and encouraged that sort of Oh, absolutely. Behavior. Yeah, um like growing up I remember in the car we would be listening to music and my dad would articulate drum sounds to whatever was on the radio like we'd be we'd be in the car and he'd be like bligigadat or whatever <laughs> that type of thing and just like very rhythmic um and the way that I always think of it it's kind of like when you're growing up and you learn your first language you don't you can't pinpoint when you knew the language and when you became fluent you just knew it suddenly and there it was and that's kind of how I feel about rhythm in general like I feel like that's a language that I was raised to speak. Totally. Yeah. So coming up whenever you first decided to do something musical personally, because yeah. I mean, I've only seen you play a couple shows, mm -hmm. um, like bass and guitar. I've seen you play. Did you ever play drums? Like what did you come into whenever you started performing? Oh, um, well, when I started performing, actually, I just... For the past three years, I was in an acapella group at Pitt. Okay. And so that was a lot of performance. Uh, so vocally, vocal performance, you know, no instruments at all there. Yeah. But uh, so that was like a really good outlet for me to learn how to perform in a certain way. But I've never, I've never performed on drums, although I do play. Like I would say that bass and my drum, bass and drums are like the main. You have like a good understanding of rhythm. I'm a, I'm a yeah. whole rhythm section type sure. of person. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm the, I'm, I can relate very similar. Uh, I can get behind a drum kit and I could keep a beat, but mm -hmm. I would never call myself a drummer by any means. Oh no, but, I, uh, no I'm a drummer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cool. no, I'm definitely a drummer. <laughs> awesome. But I would say that, yeah, like bass, because I fundamentally knew rhythm and I knew drums before I even knew I knew drums, um, I never considered it, I didn't consider it my first instrument for like a long time. And I thought that bass was my first instrument. Oh, so you do you consider drums your first instrument? Technically. Saying. Okay, Yeah, cool. technically. Right. I mean, it, it wasn't like official lessons or anything, but because my dad is a drummer, yeah. was, you know. But I but like with bass, it was, it, it came very naturally to me because it's a rhythm section instrument and it also combines my ear. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever played drums in a band or any type of project? No, I actually this is my first kit. So the, I, the I, one that I'm sitting in front of. Here? Yeah, yeah. That's my dad, nice. my dad. Uh, <laughs> he he totally hooked me up with it recently, <laughs> and so that's kind of part of the reason why my uh, music is like coming out now is because I finally got a kit, and I was like, "Yo, I can make full songs now." Because before, okay. I was just doing the. So uh, so this is kind of like kind of this to dive into your music, what you're doing now. You're like the official writing, type of thing. You're writing stuff. It sounds. It looks like you're recording things in here, and you're just <laughs> going like all out yourself here. This is like a, oh, a yeah. solo project at its most textbook definition of the word solo. Yes. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I sit down in my basement for hours and track all the things myself. Um, but I recently got a got a 
band together and we're going to be playing live shows, which is really, really amazing. Uh, just hearing like, since I since I record all the tracks, the tracks are already recorded and I can I can show them to my bandmates and be like, here's the part that I wrote. Yeah, Can totally. you write it? And so to have all these like different musicians play the parts that I wrote and like piece it together in the way that I couldn't do myself. Uh-huh in like a live setting it's just it's amazing it really yeah, is so cool I, is I do hip-hop stuff and I have a band that plays for me as well mm-hmm. but I will like write the beats and stuff like on a computer and yeah. then give it to them and then like hearing just like those like electronic drum beats transformed into a live drum part yeah with other things it's like wow this it's is really so cool, cool. it's and, really cool and it makes me feel so like honored to know that I have like talented people in my circle that are willing to contribute time to yeah. like my thing you absolutely know? <laughs> oh it blows my mind no it blows my mind seriously like just having musicians that are not only able to play my stuff but willing and excited about it is just like what that's it's so cool super so cool. cool so yeah. you're just in- entering this phase now with the live band have yes. you played any shows with the full band yet no our uh first uh we're having like a release show on november 3rd at um, so this is a release show for your album for my ep ep yes so the music yeah so the music is already out so it's more like a live band release okay which uh debut yeah a debut (laughs) if you will (laughs) Uh, What's the day again on that? It's November 3rd. Ah, It's creeping up. At the Roboto Project. Yeah, it's coming up. I'm so stoked. But uh, yeah, it's really really exciting to have those songs be played live. Yeah, it's magic. Now, from the time that you started writing, so I mean, I guess we'll just say the time that you started writing solo music specifically for this project. Can you pinpoint a time when you were like, this is the project that I want to do and I'm going to start writing music for it? Yes. How long ago was that? I, in the beginning of this past summer, okay, I said, I'm going to write an EP because I, before this past summer, I was not in a, I'd never been in a band before. I'm like very new to DIY music. Okay. Um, very new. And so being in the band kind of made me realize, oh, wow, I can, I should compile my songs and then throw it all out at once into the public rather than, because I would just record a random song one night and just throw it on the internet and like, just be like, whatever, listen to this thing that I made. And that was it. And so I learned through being in Yes, Yes that there's kind of more of a process if you want to kind of boost yourself. You need to kind of, you need to like let your song sit for a hot second before you can just kind of yeah throw it out into the public. There's a whole, that's the one thing that still messes with me is there's like, to be a, in quotes, successful musician on some sort of a level, you have to have a good uh, business sense mm-hmm. nowadays and like this understanding of how people engage with your things through social media yeah. and how you get people to actually put down their phone and watch you at a show or even get to the damn show to begin with. Yeah. It's a whole, I don't like calling it a game, but it, it's a game. In a certain way. Yeah. I like, I like to think that um, what you get is what you got where if you support your friends, you support your uh, like other favorite musicians in in the area, then those friends will come out to support you. Oh, totally. And if you don't, you know, make an effort to support your friends' stuff, then you're not gonna be you're not gonna have as many people come out. So. Oh yeah, if you want, if you want to see something 
if you want to see a plant grow, you got to water it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the simplest way to yeah. put it. Yeah, it's really, and it's really nice. Pittsburgh is, has been really kind to me. So this way. is like all like pretty fresh. Oh, it's it so fresh and so clean. Yeah, it's brand new. I'm actually. Um, like, how did you get wrapped up in Wolf's, the quote DIY Pittsburgh scene? Like, how is this? You said you mentioned. Oh, I can't talk. You mentioned before that this was new to you, that the right. DIY scene was new to you. So yeah. Who opened the door? Whose um, fault is it? Being in yes, yes, a thousand times. <laughs> okay. Yes. Really, really opened the door for me. Yeah. Um, it's funny cause I'm from Philly. Right. And I had no conception of a DIY scene there because I'm from like right outside the city. And I just, I, I knew that Philly had great music, but I had no idea about kind of like the young people thing going on. I just kind of thought of like jazz musicians. <laughs> I didn't think about like young kids making music in West Philly type of thing. And so now it's weird that I like learned how much of a scene there is there now that I'm not there. <laughs> what brought you to Pittsburgh? Oh, I go to Pitt. Okay. So that makes sense. You kind of move from, you know, suburb Philly into like Pittsburgh city proper. And you're just kind of, sort of like, yeah, although it's all happening Pittsburgh's around so you. little. <laughs> Pittsburgh's so little to me because, like, I'm from so close to the city. It's like, you know, I'm, like, pretty much there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I still didn't know that the DIY scene really existed in Philly. And then joining Yes, Yes a thousand times, yes, I started, you know, we were playing shows. So I'm meeting all these other people that play shows and book shows. And it's been, like, really remarkable how quickly I've kind of transformed into the Pittsburgh scene. It feels really yeah. nice. It's super cool. Um, I don't know. How old you are, I'm going to assume early 20s. Yep. Uh, I just turned 31. Mm -hmm. And when I was 21, there was not a scene like this in Pittsburgh at all. I've lived here for the past 10 years. And it just was not here. It didn't exist. There was not the network that there is now. Interesting. And I'm so stoked yeah for everybody that gets to be a part of this now yeah like i'm still here in my own way i'm still playing shows doing things but if i was 10 years younger it would be a lot it's a cooler. good time i could tell you that yeah it, it is really nice and it does seem pretty small at times uh just because you know it's a small city but um it's been really easy it's a lot it's been a lot easier for me than i thought it would be to integrate into the scene with my stuff. I figured, oh, like, who am I? Just this random little person. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, yeah, it's yeah, been really nice. Maybe it's just, I mean, it could just be, you know, right time, right place mm -hmm. as well. You know, who knows? Who am I to say? Maybe there was this crazy thing happening here 10 years ago. I was just outside of it. Yeah. I was like how you were when you were in Philly. Yeah. It was happening. I just didn't know about it. I just wasn't tuned in with the right yeah. people it's very possible not at all i was not when i was back home which is crazy and now every time i go home i'm like wow this place is awesome <laughs> <laughs> so your musical background kind of i told you before we started recording this i had like a thing i wanted to start this conversation mm -hmm. on we sure. didn't start it but i'm getting to it now okay uh we were talking about loop pedals and kind of like the introduction of electronics to some degree yeah into your organic music um this is something that i'm noticing a lot more people 
are kind of opening up to, especially younger generation of people. And I wonder, is this because of like, you're more used to technology in general? This doesn't seem like a weird thing to you? Or does it feel weird introducing this idea of introducing electronic elements into your organic compositions? Was that a full mm. question? No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I. It's interesting because I was going to... So the way that I view the loop pedal right now and the way that I've always kind of thought of it in terms of like the solo set is for me, it's like when I'm playing a solo set and I have no technology to like add layers or anything, it feels almost like I'm reciting a monologue which can be really impressive and can be really great. But for me personally, I like to play music in a way that is like having a conversation. And so like having a conversation with other elements of the music rather than just myself all at once. Yeah, yeah. And so I think because of that, I prefer the loop pedal because it's like almost being able to communicate with myself like a second prior, which, and but then thinking about that, I'm like, well, then it is me communicating in a technological way. So communicating with myself, but still, you know, technologically assisted. Yeah. So. I mean, that, obviously loops aren't anything new to the world. Yeah. But it's just something that I'm just through going to shows, I'm seeing more people doing stuff, kind of getting into this. And it's just yeah. interesting to me. That, I don't know if it's because the technology is more readily available or what. I think it's it, just a whole different art form. And I think some people prefer to perform by themselves. And, you know, having a loop pedal makes that so much easier. But I don't know. <laughs> you're right. It. You're right. I guess it's a way, even though it is technology, it's still a way to, it's still organic in the sense that you're doing totally. it rather than like, plugging in a iPod and yeah. pushing play and playing on top of that. Because it's still happening in real time, technically. You could still mess up. Yep. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can. mess up bad. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Press the pedal at the wrong time. Whoops, guys, sorry. Uh -huh. Gotta start over. <laughs> yeah, so. Going back to, I guess it's kind of hard. I don't even want to ask this question, but I will. <laughs> okay. Just kind of like thinking about you saying drums is your first instrument. Mm -hmm. Obviously now... You're getting ready to release this EP with this band and you're going to be playing shows. And like, I was just kind of thinking about when are you going to play drums live in front of people? Have you ever, you know, I have, that? I have thought about for some of my songs switching to drums. Oh, okay. That would be pretty easy for some of them. I think I could definitely do it because I, because I play the and drums on all the time. Yeah. Okay. Because I play the drums on all of my tracks. So you know so, the song. Well, yeah, in and out. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, but. Then it would be kind of a matter of figuring out what to do with my other bandmates, yeah, which wouldn't be too difficult. Do you have a, a drum? Or, so in the, the live band setup, mm -hmm. are you playing guitar or bass? I am switching between guitar and bass. Okay. So it depends on how I originally wrote the song that we're playing at the time, because some of the songs I start out by re recording the bass line first. And so... Because of that, it feels more natural for me to sing along while playing the bass, as opposed to if I, you know, oh, write the song. Yeah, like if I write the song originally starting out with it on guitar, uh -huh. then I'm gonna play guitar in the, you know, because then it's all. It's also just kind of a matter of thinking about if I'm gonna be able to play the bass line and sing it at the same sing at the same time. That's that's tricky. 
Whenever you were starting to write these songs, mm. did you have in mind that you were going to be performing these with a full band at some point? Or did that, over time, just become a realization that it was a possibility? Yeah, it over time became a realization and just like a huge dream, yeah, honestly. Sure. I was like, well, I have, well, I figured I have the kit. So once I get the kit, I can have people come learn my stuff. And yeah, I guess, I guess going into it, there was a little bit of like a week, I could play this live, but I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't fully considered it. And now it's, now it's coming happening. to life and it's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> Another thing that is super interesting to me is that you self-record. Mm -hmm. So prior to this project, had you ever recorded your own music before? When, how did you get into the production oh, yeah. aspect of things? Oh, yeah. Well, it's been, it's been years in the making. I started on GarageBand, as like most of us do. And then I finally – I had this like terrible interface that I was using, and I was plugging in direct input into my computer – um, but I never had like live drums, which is a whole different element of recording. Oh yeah. Like a whole different element of recording. So I already, I already knew how to like record, um, you know, record miking an amp, but the whole, the whole drum thing is really like the new, the newest element. Cause I've been recording music since I was like probably 14 or 15 and I'm 22 now. So okay. Math. But um, eight, eight. <laughs> but because of that, it's kind of just, it's been like a long process. But finally getting this interface now, and I, I really upgraded a lot of my stuff. And I was, because I was like, these recordings aren't what I need them to be. And so, yeah, recently I just tried to like take it up a notch, you know, uh -huh. some next level, like make a, Com like a compilation of songs rather than just one at a time <laughs> depending on how I was feeling yeah I can I can relate to that there's another thing too that I can relate with um it's funny because I just was talking to Matt recently I had him on the show mm. very Matt. yeah <laughs> what other Matt is there yeah right <laughs> Totally. Um, sorry to any other any other Macs that live in Pittsburgh, but you're under <laughs> There's a very, no other Matt. you're under a very large shadow. Yeah, truly. <laughs> um, and he mentioned to me that he was like mastering your stuff or something, mm -hmm. and that uh, like whenever you were mixing your stuff, the computer, like I guess you're oh, having issues, God. and it would, the way that like you mixed the album. <sighs> Was that, you know, it would just completely glitch out, but you just kind of fought through so it. It was so bad. And that was honestly what made me want to reach out to you. <laughs> because I went through the same exact shit. Just like like wanting to finish a project so bad, but not having like the technology, but still just being like, fuck it. I can make yeah. this happen. Just patience. Oh, boy. <laughs> It was so bad. I, I finally got an external hard drive because my computer was just so full of stuff. And I was like, I got I to gotta make some room because <laughs> I, all the songs on the um, EP, it took me like hours because I couldn't, I couldn't even get a full track in. I couldn't even get half. I could barely get like two seconds of recording in without my computer saying it was overloaded. Yeah. And so it took... <laughs> Took a lot of patience, and there were times where I would like scream at my computer, <laughs> or just be like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> just, 
Yeah, it was a really frustrating process. It's gotten a lot better. I don't want to. I it's like I don't want to be like, yeah, it's awesome that you did that because that sucks. No, but yeah, it's awesome that you pushed through it. No, looking back on it, because now I've been working on my first LP, right, and that's actually almost done, which is done recording. I need to you know mix and master it, but the rough scratches right now are working. And like thinking about the amount of songs that I've recorded since I cleared up my computer, I would have never. Would have never been able like I'd probably have I probably have like three songs by now. If I yeah. was still dealing with that because oh. <laughs> so you're continuing to write. You're not like uh, I'm gonna you know just finish this EP. I'm gonna relax. You're no, like, no. By the time the EP was released, I was halfway through the LP that I'm gonna be releasing at least. So um, cool. So. You're still sticking to the 100% uh, solo recording, writing, and everything? For now, yeah. Are you interested in, like, incorporating people that you're working with currently or other people to, like, add elements into the recordings? I have thought about that, and I've thought about that a lot. And uh, it's possible in the, in the near future. I Part of me is being, like, a very selfish Libra oh. <laughs> and I'm just like you know I just want to record every part of it I want it to be all me authentic mm -hmm. and then in the in the live uh shows we can like really bring out some of the things that I couldn't have brought out in the recordings but um yeah I've thought about it yeah it's weird. there's a, a whole there's a lot of parallels like a whole lot of just things yeah. that I can relate with I the first time I had uh I got my band together I ended up doing, I put out an album that mm -hmm. like half of it was all me and then half of it ended up being the band. And because I kind of acquired the band halfway through and then sort of warmed up to the idea of having of them, them play on songs. Figuring stuff out. But I already had so much stuff already tracked and done. And I, I self-record and everything too. And I was yeah. just like, well, I'm not going to, we'll just leave this, but then I'll just mix up the tracks and I'll mix it. It'll all work. But like all the stuff with the band just ended up so sounding different. so much cooler than the stuff that I did by myself because they were just contributing such cool things. Yeah. That whenever I recorded the album after that, I was just like, all right, guys, let's go. And just did like the full, I was like totally open to like the yeah. collaborations and their contributions. And it still feels like my stuff. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. Um, I was talking to a friend recently who said that she I was like oh how did you write your music like did you write the part all the parts or did you just write the lyrics or whatever it was and she said that she goes into it with kind of like a rough scratch a rough idea of you know the the melody and then she lets her bandmates kind of like hash out the rest of the parts and I'm thinking like wow that is so different yeah that is so different and it's like I feel like that would really really change the sound in a good way too, uh -huh. but just different sound. Like part of the thing that I kind of like about tracking all of it is it's all my abilities and it's all, it all is dependent upon my abilities. Yeah, totally. And therefore it kind of is all my voice through all of the parts, mm -hmm. which feels like kind of the most authentic way to have like a solo project because it's just all me. <laughs> yeah. You know? And also like the recording process is a little bit painstaking sometimes and just thinking about having somebody like going through it the whole, you know, it's laziness. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> warmed, I, I've warmed up to working with other people. Um, I still, you know, it's still my thing. I still have the final say. Yeah. You know, if someone 
contribute something that's whack, I'm just like, dude, that's whack. No, thank you. I just say you have to be polite. You're just, right. You're right. That's not quite it. <laughs> yeah, no. Not quite what I'm looking for. No, <laughs> can't be like that's awful. Um, but another thing that I found helping me the most, and again, bringing up the big M, Matt, was actually tracking vocals with him. You record your own vocals. I do. How's that for you? I mean. It can be tough. Yeah. Because I don't have a vocal booth or anything. And sometimes it's difficult for me to EQ my voice the way that I want it to. Um, so. I found that that was like the one thing that helped my recordings a lot. Was a lot of people, whenever I perform live, I let loose. Right. And I'm just kind of like all over the place. And it's like, if I'm in a situation where you're recording that, it's hard to get that same energy. And then yeah. also if you're recording yourself and you're focused on like too many different things at once, like having to start the take, go over to the mic, do your thing, and then you mess up and then you have to go back over and then, you know, you're telling yourself that you did a bad job. You don't have that outside voice saying like, it was good or why don't you try this? Huh. It like, it was killing me. And then whenever I track, I tracked the whole album's worth of stuff with Matt, just vocals. All I tracked at Matt's place was the live drums and the vocals. Everything else I did myself, mainly because I didn't have enough microphones to record a live drum kit or the skill set. And then with the vocals, I just needed somebody else there yeah. to be like, that was great. Huh? I can't even imagine how many good takes I probably threw away because I was just like, now lost you probably know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> i um i do i don't really i feel like sometimes i don't hold my vocals to a high enough standard <laughs> like i th i don't know i know that my vocals are really important in my music but um i think sometimes i kind of forget how important they are because i feel like such an instrumentalist uh so i, f I feel like if anything i'm pickier about tracking the drums tightly and tracking yeah tracking yeah. the instrumentation t tightly which is really interesting now well, that I you mentioned that it's you know you're coming at it from that that producer let's songwriter and producer angle yeah you know where you probably are able to listen to a song and if you hear a snare drum that sounds weird it's oh. gonna throw you off you're gonna be like i hate the way that drum sounds yeah although Whereas, like a normal like i don't like someone who isn't a producer, producer. or songwriter can be like it sounds like a drum yeah and oh it's for, all about tone <laughs> and all about intentionality and for those people usually what they gravitate towards most is the, the vocals, vocals. Yeah, and I've been thinking about that a lot, how when I listen to music, I listen to the instrumentation of it so much and the mixing and all of that. And then, you know, I'll show someone some of my music and they're like, oh, your voice is really nice. Or, oh, yeah, I really like that one thing you sang about. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, you didn't hear anything else. <laughs> the resonance on those toms. I worked so hard on that I'm like, nothing placement. about the instrumentation. I'm like, that's all me, though. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, so... It's funny thinking about that. I was all bent out of shape when the I got my album, my last album that came out, had a review in the city paper. And it was all just like about uh, like the lyrical content and all this other stuff and not like one sort of thing yeah. about the music. And I was just like, we worked <laughs> so hard on this stuff and all you're worried about is what I'm saying? Yeah. But that, it, it's it true. It drives my point home even more. That's true. what people are... 
like looking at yeah. and I've been trying to think about that more because I um don't really focus too hard on my lyrics. I usually write some stuff down and just try to like sing them in a melody and it's not really it's more of like an added instrument than a storytelling um thing. That surprises me. Yeah. Because you said that you were like you had like an acapella background, right? Yeah. I mean, was that stuff that was already like pre-written though? I'm assuming the like, acapella. Yeah, the acapella yeah. thing. <laughs> the acapella thing was a whole lot of do's and da's and laws and yeah. Um. So. So you don't really have any sort of desire or influence from that in what you're doing now vocally. Well, um. I mean, there are parts that are bigger that I add harmonies to, but the in terms of the lyrical content. No, no. Yeah, because <laughs> no, because in, aca- in acapella, it's a lot of do's and da's. Sure, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I try. I have been trying more with this project to kind of give my lyrics more of a focus because there are times where some of my songs, the lyrics really don't match up in a way that's like a story, and people go, "Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about." Like it's kind of vague, and which is fine to me. Like personally, I don't mind that because it's it's more of like poetry than storytelling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like when I when I listen to artists that are like their progressions are really boring, but their like stories are amazing. That is just not where I'm at. <laughs> it's not me, but it's amazing when people do that. But it's not me. <laughs> so you're just so much more rooted in like the classically. I don't know how to phrase it. Just for lack of a better term, like the music. Yeah. The composition. The composition. Over, the, like composition the composition what, and the melody. The rhythm chord, the melody over like the subject matter. Yes. And I obviously try to get my lyrics to kind of match up with the the feel of the song. Oh, yeah. Like the tone. But it's not it's not the type of thing where what? Oh sorry, I didn't mean to snap my I know, I was like I just had an <laughs> idea and I snapped my fingers, but oh. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, it's cool. Um yeah, I it's not really um like a tell like a really depressing story about this one you know it's not like that at all uh-huh. the so going into lyrics deeper mm-hmm. did you ever write any type of lyrics for a song prior to this project i know it's kind of like the first what i'm gathering is kind of like the first like big project you've yes done did you ever write lyrics for anything that you did previous i did but it was always um, very cliche, uh, you know, rhyming, like every, you know, every phrase is the same syllable, you know, just very simple rhythm, rhythmic lines that aren't, there weren't, there was no like flowery language in it. And it was just kind of like an added extra thing. Cause for a long, long time, I didn't have vocals in my tracks. Like if my stuff from back when I was like 14 and 15, I didn't sing into my stuff at all. I was like, I just want to make these complex instrumentals and like not actually put any words in it because I didn't know how and I didn't think that I could. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, what kind of music were you listening to when you were 14, 15? Oh, my God. Okay. Uh. Oh, boy. What was I listening to when I was 14? I didn't really have like one of those angsty phases, okay. which is really... Yeah, I didn't. Um, I was listening to, I think when I was 14, I was listening to a lot of like Lil Wayne. Oh, okay. He came out with No Ceilings, I guess around maybe, or like a little bit after that. Um, 
I don't. I'm not I don't familiar f- with Wayne's discography, so I. It's fine. Know. <laughs> no, yeah, no. It's really interesting because every time I tell people that I listen to a lot of Lil Wayne, they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah," because a- I wasn't an. In- I'm, okay, the music was great, but I didn't realize that I was a, like, I didn't realize that I had musicianship until I was 14. So I wasn't listening to like. I was listening to very basic pop. Sure, you weren't like no, yeah. I I had no concept like digging out. I, like I know your dad's listening, weather report records, or like anything listening. That I'm sure he had. Oh, actually, when I was 14, I definitely started listening to Pink Floyd. Okay, that was like around the time because I started playing bass, and I'm like, I got to learn money, you know. Uh-huh. That's like the move. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but I I didn't really like looking looking back on the music that I did listen to then. I'm like, wow, this well, progression. That kind of makes sense. So it's kind of like at home, you know, you had this very musical upbringing, it seems. Music in your family, it's around the house. But the other part of your life, like being a, like a preteen teenager in school, you're around what all the other kids are listening to in school. Mm-hmm. So there's like that sort of – yep. You know, like kids at school listen to Little Wayne. You're like, oh yeah, Little Wayne. And yeah. Then, like, you go home and your dad might be playing some wild shit, and you're just like, oh yeah, I know this. I like this too. It's just kind of yeah. Two I was worlds. I was a little bit more of like a little sporty spice back then. Okay. <laughs> like I I wasn't really as much into the music at all because I didn't I didn't really realize that I was able, and that's and then that's when I started playing bass and I was like, whoa, I have an ear for this, and it just kind of cool. Yeah. So. Moving forward mm-hmm. with where we're at now, you're in the scene. Yeah, you like it. You're playing shows and you're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty happy with it. I mean, you're well, going like I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're we got a couple shows coming up, and my bandmates are really really awesome musicians, and we just have so much fun. We have so much fun playing, and that's just like the magic of it. Like we can have a great time and have people watch it and like feel that. Uh-huh. My my drummer, he plays with like this huge his name's Garrett Garrett Group. He has like a huge smile on his face when he plays. And it's just like remarkable. Like how many drummers do you see that are like like you don't see that? Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I, right now we're going to be playing some shows with the EP and then I'm going to, you know, we're going to start moving into me teaching them the LP cuz the LP is almost done. I can just send them the tracks and be like, "Here's what we're going to do." So that's kind of the move. I'm hoping we can do some some little weekend tours because um, three out of the four of us are in school. Still. Yeah, I was just actually about to ask you about school. You yeah. mentioned that you were at Pitt. Mm-hmm. So, what are you trying to be when you grow up? Well, I have a communi- I'm going to have a communications degree and a sociology minor, okay. but uh, I'm not really sure. That's that's a tricky question. I part of me doesn't really mind where I end up as long as I'm able to do what I love to do. Um, and as long as I'm getting by, <laughs> uh-huh. I, you know, I have no idea. I have no idea. Good answer. Yeah. The <laughs> music thing, do you think that this is something that you want to push for like full force or are you happy with it just being something that you're able to control more? Cause like, what I mean by that is whenever you decide as like a DIY artist to really hit the road, you know, you're giving up control of your life to a degree. 
you know, and I know that right now that's probably not something that you could do because, you know, you're in school and you're living in a nice house and a nice Mm -hmm. neighborhood and like you have a good control of your life and what's going on and you can remain happy. And, you know, for someone like me, like that's enough. Like Mm -hmm. I'm in a, a similar position as you with where I'm at. Like I have no desire to be touring full time. I don't want to lose that control. But some people are like, that's all I fucking want to do. Oh, no. I would love to tour. I would love to tour. I'm, I am I'm hoping. I mean, I don't know about the full force thing. I need to you be know, able see, to. That's what I'm saying. Like, touring for, like, you know, a few weeks at a time is fine. But, I mean, like, there are people that, 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 that do it. it. That's okay, well, I'm that's the thing. If I, could, if I could get by doing that, yeah. that would be pretty crazy. Sure. Like, if I could, if I were doing well enough that I could hit the road and, like, live and, like, make it. That'd be sick, you know, just making enough money to keep going and keep playing the stuff that I love to play. Like, that would be crazy. That'd be so cool. Yeah. But, I mean, at but, this you know, well, to, like, get there, you got to get through. I mean, once you've given up the control, you're able to get it back. But it's, like, it's a matter of being strong enough to get through that. I'm game for it. I well, I'm graduating in the spring, and so early congratulations. <laughs> well, I'm hopefully graduating. <laughs> ah, ah, but uh, because of that, I'm you know I've been thinking a lot about what I want to do because I'm I'm gonna graduate. It's like suddenly I don't have to worry about going back to school in the fall. Like I, I can make moves. I can do what I want to do. So that's what you want to do. Um, not necessarily. I want. I want to move back to Philly because that's my home. And also because if I want to continue to play music kind of to a degree where people are like listening to my stuff um, more than I, more than they do now, I guess um, moving to Philly or like, yeah, moving more East coast is kind of the way because Pittsburgh is pretty far out from like more of the East coast DIY. Like we're pretty far away. So it would, and Philly's just a much bigger city. There's a lot more happening and it's, it's way more oversaturated in a certain way, but it's not like in Pittsburgh where it's like everybody's kind of senior set and you're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and there it is, you know, and you know everybody and you're like, all right. <laughs> and there it is. Um, so I think Philly is just kind of the move in terms of continuing to do my music stuff and like have it be a little bit more accessible in real life. Uh huh. Cause yeah. <laughs> what would you do though with as far as far as like the band goes? Mm-hmm. I guess this is sort of a thing where it's like Well, they not, wouldn't come with me. Exactly. So it's kind of a yeah. thing where it's like, you know, do you, you know, tie a bow on this project and leave it go and move on? Or do you just like find a new band? Find a new band. Because I'm not gonna stop writing music. Obviously. <laughs> and um and my stuff isn't necessarily difficult. Like it's got a lot of kind of like pop elements to it. Like it's not, it's not tricky. And I think I could find, I think it would not be that hard to find the musicians to learn my stuff. Cause especially in Philly, cause Philly, there's so much going on. There's a lot of big music scene going on there. It's been, it's been a little bit more difficult in Pittsburgh cause Pittsburgh is small and everybody who I know that's a great musician is already like, in a bunch of bands yeah, <laughs> and they don't have time for another project, you know, uh-huh. it's all about timing, getting, finding somebody who like at that point in time is like, I'm good to do this right now and commit to it. 
do you uh, like have any sort of a connection with the Philly DIY scene now that you've become a part of the scene here? Have you absolutely like met people that are like, oh, Damn, absolutely. I lived like. 10 minutes away from you my whole life. That's yeah. weird. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that happens all the time. Um, and it's been really nice and it feels really, it feels good because when Philly bands roll through, bands that I love and I'm like, oh, what's up? Hey, like I'll come see them when they come here. Um, it's really, it's really nice to kind of like make friends with people who are in that city knowing that like, I'll, that I plan on moving back. Um, yeah, and I, I really love like hosting bands that roll through because i feel like my place is pretty nice and when you're touring it's like the best thing in the world when the place that you're staying is like clean sure um <laughs> so i love to i love to host bands when they roll through and so that's been like a really great way to kind of make some good friends like you'll be like yeah come over we'll like it'll be cool <laughs> well yeah well have a beer or something yeah <laughs> have a we'll have a we'll have a hangout a sit down a little a, sit down chat a, a little talk talk yeah. would you ever be interested in being a part of a project that isn't like your music whenever you say you move back to philly or oh yeah you, you absolutely or being like involved in multiple projects absolutely yeah i i actually have some friends who back in Philly are like, Allegra, when you come back, let me know. They're like, I'm going to scoop you up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so down for it. I I would love to be a part of other projects. That's like amazing. I'm so into it. And it brings me so much joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like any, any instrument really, like I would love to play drums in a project. That'd be yeah, really I, sick. Yeah. That'd be really sick. I think sick. you need to play drums in a project. I think I do too. And I think it would be really, it would feel really powerful because as like a really small woman, I feel like showing up at a gig and people are just like, who are you? And then all of a sudden I just like rip it on the drums. That'd be so cool. Like, like fuck your assumptions. You know what I mean? Like uh -huh. whatever you assume about me. Yeah, Cause that happens a lot. Like people make assumptions. Does it? Yes. Yes. I, um, I've talked to a, a handful of females mm -hmm. on the podcast that are involved in music or art in other ways. Yeah. And I always kind of like ask that question about like, is there anything awkward that happens? And for the most, most of the time it kind of gets brushed off like nah, things, everything's pretty cool. And I'm like, I'm glad to hear that, but I feel like you just don't want to have this conversation with me. You know? Wait, what do you mean? Like, I feel like, Oh, when someone's like, Oh no, it's fine. Yeah. Well, okay, it's kind of like a pick and choose your battles because you can't stop people from making assumptions about you. But the pr like the problem is that the assumptions are oftentimes fundamentally misogynistic. Sure. <laughs> and, you know, you can't stop people, but it's it's no fun <laughs> when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz and and sometimes it's not even something that is like that direct people will directly be like, you know, oh, wow. But sometimes it's just, I don't know. Especially when I've been at gigs where it's just like all dudes and I'm the only one that's not a dude and everybody like looks over me and doesn't doesn't acknowledge my existence in the room or, you know, talks to my, well, when I was in Yes, Yes, you know, band other band members would like talk to my bandmates but wouldn't 
you know, and that's oh sure, yeah, that that it happens. <laughs> it's it's something that people don't realize they do, and that's kind of the thing that is frustrating because it's like you don't even consciously realize that you're doing this, but you are. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. How do we work on that? I don't know. By by ripping on the drums and being by like <laughs> and being like fuck your assumptions. <laughs> I feel like yeah, you need to like play drums and like some all girl hardcore band. That's what I want to do. That would be such a dream. And then I you would just kill have, it. Like the hardcore varsity letters, fuck your assumptions on the back of the shirt. That would be so good. Like, that would be it. so good. Wow. I hope I see it. I'm gonna I keep an eye out. For really that. want that to see the thing. <laughs> the thing that was actually really difficult for me was when I went into this project. I when I decided I wanted to start a band. Um, I was like, I'm gonna try to make a band that's completely not cis dudes. Like, I want to boost the voices of people that aren't normally, you know, boosted. And so I like looked and looked and looked and then like I could not for the life of me find enough musicians that aren't dudes in the Pittsburgh scene that were available. All of the non-dude musicians that I knew that I thought were capable or into my would be into playing my stuff were either like too busy or yeah, not capable. Uh-huh. <laughs> So <laughs> that's really, that's been a very frustrating experience for me. And I, I hope that when I move back to Philly, it'll be different because I know that there's a, there's just a lot more people. There's more there. people. There's just more people. The likelihood, it's higher. Has playing, quote, DIY music or being brought into the scene opened your eyes up to any different styles or genres of music that maybe you weren't aware of or didn't think you were into previously? Hmm. What do you think? I don't know. Or do you feel like you're... I don't know. I feel like... um, Huh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know necessarily about the music itself, but the the way that live music is performed, I had no conception of that. And so being a part of live music has really... Um, changed my perspective. Like, I don't know necessarily about like a certain genre that I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know I was into this. But like, I definitely feel like I have a greater appreciation for like live performance now that I kind of have a taste of how it's done. Oh, yeah. Like, um, especially with like pedals and stuff. Like, I I had no conception of that uh-huh. <laughs> until up until like recently i'm like i know pet i knew pedals existed i knew what they did but i just the whole like process of using pedals and for like very intentional like sound production it's just like what you know that's just amazing yeah and now you're trying to kind of work do that. with a loop pedal yeah and i just got some other pedals too which is like, oh really, really? you're yeah. just going nuts now well yeah it's changed it's changed everything <laughs> it's really great it, cha- it changes so much yeah. Like I've just been playing clean guitar <laughs> all this time. <laughs> Suddenly I can add a little bit of effect to it in a like a real setting rather than pressing on my computer and using a preset. The thing oh yeah, I was like thinking about it's like what are you talking about? I was like, oh yeah, recording music. Like garage band presets yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Yeah. Rather than like live. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's been really 
rewarding, a really rewarding experience for me. And I'm having so much fun with it. And I'm just, I think because I have just started, I'm like kind of going into it full force with what I can. Yeah. Because I'm just like, whoa, I just got a drum kit. <laughs> I see the fire. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. It's really exciting. It's really good. I, I feel very supported. Are you passionate about anything outside of music? I, um, music is the main, but I really love, I love fitness. Okay. Fitness is like a good thing. I would say I'm like passionate about treating my body in a good way. Um, what else? Um, (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) No, I, uh, I guess I get really worked up about human rights rhetoric just as sure. like as like a queer person. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm really into, especially like LGBT rights. I'm just like, I get really fiery about it. Sure. <laughs> Naturally. Everyone should be fiery about that. They should. <laughs> they should. They should. It's especially, it's a lot easier to be fired up about it when it like really directly affects you. Sure. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Uh-huh. But yeah, you're right. Everybody should be. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Give it the program. But yeah. like no other hobbies or anything. Music is really the main thing. Just I love to, I love to write cuz I I mean I when no, I No, like drawing or painting or filmmaking. Um, photography. Uh, I feel like okay, photography no. Etching. I don't but know. <laughs> I do I do I love to make art, but I'm definitely way more of um an audiophile. Sure, sure, sure. Like I'm, I am able to make art, and when I get into it, I really love to. But especially as a full time student, there's only really time for like one project at a time. And if, yeah, and if I'm gonna devote my free time to something, it would have to be music. Be- you mentioned like before you picked up a bass, and you're like, I have a thing for this. You like. Sporty spice was something you threw out. Yeah. There. So, were you playing sports as a kid? I was. I well, I what started. Was, was the sport of choice, or was there a few? I'm just like such a stereotypical dyke. I I I played softball when I was in middle school and high school, and I also played field hockey. And I was the I was the catcher for softball, and I was the goalie for field hockey. And I am so stereotypical. It's crazy. <laughs> Do you ever miss playing sports? Do you still play sports at all? I don't play sports anymore. I just like to focus on my own thing, like rather than like team sports. But it it, it was really fun being a, a part of a team, and it's really different now that I'm not in acapella because that was very similar to being in like a team. Uh huh. Like there were sixteen of us. What happened with that? Why? Um, it was really I really loved being in acapella. I was in it for three years. It was fu- it was so much fun. Um, great experience. I made a lot of friends through it, but I realized that I was not learning anything about my own voice. I had also joined Yes, Yes, A Thousand Times Yes at the end of last, right before the summer, like at the beginning of the summer. So I was like, I if I'm going to commit to being in a band, I can't be in acapella also. Sure. Because that's, that's too much as a full-time student like and working. You just can't. Yeah. But, um... So I think I realized that as much as I loved singing in acapella, I really wasn't, I was focusing on blending in with everyone else and I wasn't learning anything about my own 
vocal style and my own sound. Yeah. And I hit a point where I was like, wait, why am I singing pop songs that I don't really like that much when I can be making it, my own stuff? <laughs> it always fascinates me with um, like people who – like someone that's like in an acapella group or an orchestra, mm-hmm. you know, big ups, PSO, shout outs. Do your thing. Yeah. They're on strike. It's a bummer. What? Yeah. Did you not know oh, about that? Oh, the, the PSO. They're not getting paid enough? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's so fucked up. But anyways, like just being a musician, like a dedicated musician that just spends your life playing like compositions that kind of exist rather than being like a contributor, just being like a historian yeah. of music in a that weird way. That is really interesting. You're right. I never thought about that. Yeah, like you're just playing everybody else. And yeah. like you're jazzed on it. Like you're happy to do it, but yeah, I, I couldn't realized, imagine that. I realized this recently. I made friends with somebody who was in a folk band and I listened to some of their music and I was like, this sounds really great. Who wrote the stuff? And, you know, the person was like, oh no, like, I mean, these songs have already existed. Like we're just, you know, it's like a classic, like a standard folk song. And I'm like, wait, we're just, I'm like, and his, oh. you're a historian. You're just yeah. And I'm just thinking about that. And I'm like, that is remarkable. <laughs> yeah. Or thinking about like how jazz bands play just like standard tunes all the time. Cause I was in jazz band when I was in middle school. Also, uh-huh. I played baritone horn, <laughs> valve trombone. Mm-hmm. It was cool. But, um, and like being in that, it was like, yeah, like the standards. It's really weird because it is like being a historian and playing stuff that like somebody wrote and then just carried out until. I, mean, I guess today. it's important that somebody's doing it. You yeah. Don't want that stuff to be lost or yeah. forgotten in time. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I'm thinking about. for me. I'm thinking about like people I've met that are like, oh, I'm in this sick cover band. And I'm like, that's so cool. I can't imagine it though because I just, I feel like playing originals adds like a whole extra element of intimacy to a set. Sure. And like cover sets are fun, but being in like a cover band would be crazy. That's remarkable. So you're just like, you're like trying to bring out somebody's voice from a while ago. Mm -hmm. It's like crazy. Everybody has like different reasons why they want to do the things that they do. Some people just want to be a part of something. And then other people want to totally. be something. That's fair. I guess. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's 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 a good way to put it. You yeah. know this? I just want to hang out and... Just jam out. Play guitar in this... Just play some Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've spent the majority of my life trying to figure out if I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers or not. Like some... Like, with no other band. Some, like a song... I never intentionally listen to them. So anytime a song enters my eardrum, it's just by chance. And either I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually a pretty good song. Or I hear it and I'm instantly like, I hate this band. I think the one thing that's really impressive about them is like, it's always so clearly the Red Hot Chili Peppers. True. That is like remarkable. That's remarkable. <laughs> like you, every time you hear a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, you know it, even though, even if you don't know the song. Uh-huh. That's like pretty, pretty amazing. And I think that's what's really impressive about the Red Hot Chili Peppers is just like their tone is so consistently them. It's like what? Yeah, they even def- if the songs are like overplayed, <laughs> so they have their own voice. They definitely yeah. They, after they all this time, that after all this time too, <laughs> it's like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Yeah. Let's wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, let's wrap. It's been a while. Yeah. I usually try to go for about an hour. Oh, wow. We are, we're about an hour. That's so cool. Yeah. An hour long. Yeah. That's how long I do these. Oh, boy. We're there. I mean, there's like, it's like 57, 55. That's perfect. If you just want to like, you can just sit here for a minute. No, I'm, I'm kidding. We can end this. <laughs> Thanks so much for letting me come over. Yeah. I'm glad to be in your practice space and seeing where I like going to people's places and like seeing I'm being glad in their you, environment. I'm glad you were willing. Yeah, you're totally, you're right in the spot where I normally record. Yeah. Like, I'm right. like right where the, the bass drum mic should be. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. Well, this that, is a really yeah. cool space. I'm going to keep this in mind whenever I listen to your yeah, now you know and stuff. It's really weird if you feel this wall, it's like made of kind of a weird oh material. God. And I think that actually influences the sound a lot because it's kind of already padded. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Weird. But yeah, it's like kind of foamy. Yeah. And I think it, it kind of absorbs the sound in a certain way, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's like they covered this entire wall in that like leak proof foam stuff. Yeah. It's and weird. then painted over it. It's very bizarre. Weird. Anyways, nobody needs to know about this. But yeah, this. thanks, thanks so much for this and thanks for interviewing me. For sure. Thanks for doing it. And we are done. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Allegra is awesome. Really, really stoked for the EP. Again, the record release show is November 3rd at Roboto. That's coming up right in a couple days so yeah be sure to go check it out if you can and i'll be back again next week with another new episode same time same place same channel i got <coughs> i got something in my throat i don't know what that is my name is sykes start the beat 2016 Woo! Woo! thanks for listening <laughs>